Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alotane, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. So you need a supernatural conduit where you can be able to tap into supernatural resources. And that will never come until you understand the principles of, of God in terms of your giving and your receiving. Can I have amen? Can I have amen? The Bible says that in the morning sow your seed and in the evening do not withhold your hand for you do not know which will prosper. Either this, that, is that this or that or whether both are like. So in other words, every time I have the opportunity to sow my seed, I need to sow it because I don't know which one is going to work first. Do I have an amen in the house? I'm not hearing you. Do I have an amen in the house? I'm not here. Do I have an amen in the house? Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. And let's look at the NLT. Thank you, NLT. It said, give freely and become more wealthy. You see, it, it doesn't make sense. Give freely and become more wealthy. It doesn't make any sense. Does it make any sense? Hello? Does it make any sense? I'm not here. Does, I, does it make any sense? Give freely. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Be on your feet. Go to three people and tell them, give freely and become wealthy. Be stingy and become poor. Come on. You see, you see why you are poor? Because you are stingy. You see why you are poor? You see why you are poor? Turn to your neighbor and say, you see why you are poor? Because you are very stingy. You are stingy. You are, you are very stingy. It, I mean, how it works, I don't understand. No. I, I'm, I'm, I'm standing there with um, I'm standing there with uh, um, Gideon. I'm standing there in the, with Gideon, and then my phone, my phone started. Um, somebody was sending me a test, you know, and it was at a time I have emptied my my pocket, everything, to go and buy some stuff for uh, the school. Emptied my pocket without even thinking what is going to happen tonight. I've emptied my pocket. Immediately, I gave the money to, 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 to him. My phone started making some noise. I said, somebody is sending me a test. The test comes in, and the lady said, um, uh, I, I just feel led by the spirit, you know, uh, just a while ago to send you this. I'm not going to tell you, because if I tell you, you are going to come after me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just, it looks like out of the blue. Because God knows what you need is. Everything you need is already in the earth realm. Somebody is holding what you need. Until you understand that. Somebody is holding. Somebody 
is holding what you need right here in the earth realm. It may not be in Ghana. It may be in Jamaica. It may be in California. It may be in New York. Am I talking to somebody here? Now, it is your giving that triggers the power of the blessing to locate the person. Okay, so as long as, as long as I am stingy, I block the blessing of increase to work in my life. Yeah. I need you to understand that because if you don't understand this, then the church, we are going to be a dependency church. A church that is always opening their hands for somebody to give us without giving God an opportunity to get involved in our own finances. But guess what? God sent me here to make a millionaire out of you. Oh, I'm, I, I spoke to only three people here. Oh, I'm not here. I spoke to only three people here. I see business tycoons in this house. I see, I see people with car business in this house. I see entrepreneurs in this house. I see car owners in this house. I see gold dealers in this house. Come on, shout a big amen. I see people who are traveling abroad just for three, four days. Amen. And coming back. Come on here, somebody. Am I talking to somebody here? I told you last year, last year, la, I think last year in January, when we come to church, it was about three cars. You remember? It was about three, four cars that to be parked here, my car and two other cars. And I told them, you remember, those of you, I said, I told them, I said, soon, there'll be no place to park your car. And it's happening. Is it not happening? I see your car among the cars. You, you, your car is a Jaguar. Your car is a Mercedes. I'm not here. Your car is a Range Rover. Yeah, I said the same thing in New York. I said the same thing. When we come to church, it's only two cars on the block. And I told them, very soon we need, we need police to come and help us park our cars. It came to pass. And I said the same thing here. Your life will change. Your finances will change. Your business will change. Your family will change. Come on, shout a big amen. Are, are you hearing me? You need to understand these basic principles of life. Be stingy and be poor. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, be stingy and be poor. Now look at it. I don't like the way you are making your face. Stingy. Be stingy and be poor. There are so many other scriptures. God endorses neither greed nor stinginess. God doesn't endorse, endorse greediness or hoarding. Or, and not, neither do God endorse stingy living. Okay, okay, but he does expect generosity from his children. In fact, he uses it as a measure by which he blesses us. Your generosity is the measure that God uses. Let's go to chapter 6 of Luke, verse 38. Let's connect the two scriptures together tonight. Okay, can we all read together? When you get the, put the scripture on the big screen, please. Let's read it together. Yes, let's go. Give and what? And you receive. Your gift will do what? Return to you in what? Full, pressed down, shaking together to make room for more, running over and poured into what? Your lap. 
the amount you give will determine the amount you receive. Give me the new King James Version. It said, give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall he cost men. And that's the scripture, shall he cost men. So guess what? What I did, what I did was I gave, I gave 50. I'm looking for somebody. See, I gave her this. Give and it shall be given unto you. Okay? So when I gave to her, all that I gave to her was 50. But the Bible says, when I gave to her, it shall be given unto me. Now, in giving to her, we know who did the giving. I did. Convinced by God to do. But in giving to me, no human being is involved. It's heaven. Because it's no more one person. Shall he cause men? Shall he cause men? So somebody's anglogan is giving to me. Somebody's in Lome is bringing to me. Somebody's in London is bringing to me. Somebody's in New York is giving to me. So, so be, because he's, he's, it is no more the person, but it's God who is now obligating people, like the woman I just spoke about. Uh, they, they, they are laying down, and God obligates them. That's where the word favor comes in. God obligates them just because I gave. In other words, it is my God takes account of what I am doing it becomes a measure of what how God is going to get involved in my finances in other words if I am not giving I block heaven from getting involved in my finances are you getting it okay so who, who said this scripture Jesus Jesus let's go to Acts chapter 20 verse 35 thank you Acts chapter 20 verse 35 Acts of our, uh, Acts of Apostles. Let's read. Let's go. For I have shown you. Yes. Come on. Read. Read. Let's go. One go. In every way. By laboring like this. That you may do what? You may support the weak. Okay. So it is the weak that needs support. So the one who is always in a position of receiving is the weak one. How many people want to be the weak one? No, lift up your hand. Let me see the weak one here. Yeah, yeah, you are the weak one. The weak one is always asking for support. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't be weak. Amen. Now look at it. He says that, uh, he said, that you may support the weak and remember the words of our Lord Jesus that he said, it is more what? Blessed to do what? I'm not, come on, talk to me. It's what? It is more blessed to do what? To give than to do what? In other words, any time I give, okay, I the giver position myself to be more blessed than the receiver because the receiver just get what I gave him or her and that's it. And he said, remember this. Give me the amplifier. Remember this. Amplify. He said, in everything I have pointed out to you by example. This Jesus speaking. And Paul is referring this scripture from the book of Luke chapter 6 verse 38. 
have pointed out this to you. That by working diligently in this manner, we ought to assist the weak. Be mindful of the words of our Lord Jesus. How he himself said, it is more blessed. Make one, makes one happier and more to be envied than to give them, than to give them, uh, to give than to receive. In other words, when I become the giver, I become the one that people will envy me. Why do people envy me? Because I'm prospering. And people don't understand why I'm prospering. They can't, they can't understand. I may not have the job they have. I may not make the money they make. <laughs> I may not have what they have. But they can't understand how I'm prospering. Can I have amen? I'm not, uh, come on, am I? That is when you know that the supernatural is involved. There's, they can't understand. And, and I told, I mean, I, I was shocked. I was shocked when I, 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 when I heard that uh, 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 some, some, you know, big pastors here were saying that we have mortgaged our church building in the U.S. to come and do the work there. It's not true. We didn't, we have not taken loan, in, but they don't understand because here is one church in two locations. We don't have any branches. So no pastor from anywhere brings us any money from any church. So they don't understand how we are able to do all this in this short period of time. Why? Because this scripture is working. It's working. Lift up your hand and shout it's working. The, the way you say it, that's the way it will happen to you. Now say, say it again, shout it's working. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the blessing is working. I'm not here. Turn, on, turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, the blessing is working. Say, you may not know, but the blessing is working. Come on, shout it again. Say, the blessing is working. Say, I see the blessing working. Say, it's working in your life. It's working in your finances. Say, neighbor, it's just a matter of time. Come on, shout the big amen. I invoke the blessing over your life. In the name of Jesus, come on, am I talking to a believer here? You shall be envied. God will bless you so much that people around you will envy you. They will envy you because they will never understand how you have come this far. Come on, shout amen. They don't have your, you don't have their profession, but you are doing very well. Come on, shout amen. I invoke the blessing over your life. Come on, shout a big amen. Amen, 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 amen. These principles work. I'm telling you, it works. This has been the foundation, the, the foundational rock of my life, personally, me, my, my life. I have practiced this like nothing else. And it has worked for me perfectly, giving. Huh? When I didn't have a dime, I was still giving. I remember the first car I had, that Chevrolet, Chevrolet, that somebody gave me in New York. That's the first car I had. And another family was coming to church. There are about five of them, five or seven of them, Mr. Tego and his family. And I look at them, seven people coming in a train. 
and a basis. Then me, I'm just there by myself. So I said, you know something? Let me give my car to them. So I gave them my car. So I would rather take the bus because it is easier for me to take the bus than the seven people. <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Debbie was there. I gave. The second one was also a, a Honda Civic. And a guy who was doing the instruments, he was coming from very far. I look at him and say, listen, I, I, could, I, I could easily come to church. Where this guy is coming from, you know? And then one day after service, I just gave him the key. I said, take the car. Come on, put your hands together. Yeah. I, I, I have I've proved this all. It, it works. It works. Uh, if, you, if you try to wrap your mind around it, it doesn't make sense. Because the word says that if you want to receive or if you want to get, keep. If you want to get, keep. But the word of God says that if you want to get, give. It works. It works. It works, Papa. Oh my God. Your giving entitles you to financial increase. Your giving entitles you to financial increase. An entitlement is an end or bestowed position of favor. Let me say it again. Your giving entitles you to financial increase. An entitlement is an end or bestowed position of favor, advantage or privilege. Your entitlement. You will increase in life to the degree you are able to both recognize and respond to divine opportunities to increase. Yeah. You, let me say it again. You will increase in life to the degree you are able to both recognize and respond to divine opportunities for, for increase. So there are times that God will give you a divine opportunity, you understand, to increase you. That is when there is a need, a need arises somewhere. It's the easiest way for you to know that God is giving you, you an opportunity to increase. Come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together. You see, many people, many, many, it's very simple, okay? It's very simple. You, you may rightly ask at this point, what is a divine opportunity to increase? The answer is very simple. An opportunity to give. An opportunity to give. God's path to financial increase comes from giving. That's the main route. There are no other way. And sometimes many people are fascinated by lotteries, by casinos, games of chance, football, pools. Uh, what do you call it here? The football thing. What? Betting, betting, what? Soccer betting. This one, this one will score two one. This one that you know. Some of you are expert. You don't sleep. <laughs> huh? A lot of schemes, you know, that you are using to 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 become financially stable. Others attempt to work multiple jobs. Why ignoring their families and, and leisure activities 
and and uh, and even their own health. You see, people they work like they work like twenty. I mean, four jobs. In the U.S., some people don't sleep. I came across this woman. Eh? My heart bled. My heart bled. She said to me, "I go I go home once a week." I said, "What do you do?" He said, oh, "From this job, then I go to another one." So I said, how do you take a shower? So I go to the, the, the bathroom and clean myself and go to the next one. So I said, so how do you sleep? So I have to go and then uh, lay in the chair for a little bit. So I said, when do you go home? He said, Friday night. And then he rests for Friday night, the whole Saturday, Sunday night. He goes the whole five days, killing himself, herself. I told my son here today, I said, money can become your friend when you work because of purpose. And money can become your enemy when you work for money. Because I used to, I used to worry about when the Bible says that um, make friends of the unrighteous mammon. We need mammon to live here. It is unrighteous. But the Bible says that make friends with it because it must receive you. So how do you make friends with your unrighteous mama? It's when you work, when your purpose is what is driving you, not money. Because I have found out that people who are working for money really doesn't make money. People who are driven by purpose. They are the people that really make money. People who satisfy customers. People who make sure that others are happy. They do their work from the depths of their heart, like me. We make the money. Come on, put your hands together. Let's go to Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We'll read from verse 8. You have to understand that everything that God made, God made it to give. Everything. Everything that have life gives. Turn to your neighbor and say, everything that have life gives. I'm not hearing you. Come on, say it. Say it. When we say a person is dead because the person has stopped giving, what, that, what, what do human beings give out? We give out carbon dioxide and then we take in what? Oxygen. That same process is reversed in trees. Trees taking what? Our carbon dioxide and then they breathe out to us what? Our so when a tree dies, it means that the tree, that process has stopped. Immediately the process of giving and receiving ceases in your life, you are a dead person. So most of us are dead. The river, eh? the river gives. And because it's always flowing, it's always fresh. I know there is that river there going to Kolebu, that pond. Kole. Why is it that every time you get there, you have to roll the windows and, and hold your nose? Yes? Uh, who, who can tell me? Why? Huh? Because it is stagnant and there is no outlet. And because there is no outlet, it is always thinking when you are a believer and you, there is no outlet in your life, your life always thinks. 
you stinking? Spiritually, you stinking. Financially, you are broke. No, nobody favors you. Nobody favors you. Do you know what it means? Living in the world and nobody is favoring you. Because everything you need must come from somebody. But because you are stingy, nobody is doing anything for you. Nobody is doing anything for you. You know the problem of the prodigal son. His main issue, the reason why he returned to his father's house is because he squandered everything and nobody gave to him. Everything you need must come from somebody. So when you come to a point and nobody is giving to you, it's not only money you have to give. You have to give your work. You have to give your gift. You have to give your uh, what? Your, Sometimes your smile is a seed that you give. You sow a seed of love into somebody. You are always giving to somebody. Sometimes somebody comes to church. The person is so depressed. You standing at the door and, and showing your face eh, and shaking the person's hand. Do you understand? You lighting the person up. What did you do? You gave love to the person. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 8. Okay. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. I love this scripture, this Bible verse here. As a matter of fact, let's look at this verse 8 in the Amplify. Let's go to the Amplify. Let's go. Yes. And, and let's all read it together. Let's go. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always, under all circumstances and whatever need, shall be what? So, so, so Linda, look at it all. God wants you to be self-sufficient. God wants you to, God wants you to live a life where you don't have to need anything from anybody. That is God's agenda. God doesn't want you to beg anybody for anything. God want, doesn't want you to put your hand and ask anybody to pay your rent. Huh? I need, I need money for rent. I need money to buy food. I need money for school fees. I need money to, my daughter is in hospital. I need that. That's not the will of God. Look at the scripture. Please put it here for me. Look at the scripture. And God is able to make all grace. Every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always under, under all circumstances whatever need be you'll be sufficient possessing enough to require no aid or support furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation this, this is God can give you every grace you need to a point where you don't need anybody to do anything for you. You don't need to beg any. Me, I pray all the time. Whatever I need, may God find a way to give it into me. Say amen. Give me the verse 9. We're trying to get to 11 and then I'll end it. As it is written. He that benevolent, he, he the benevolent person scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. He's this of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. So can you imagine the giving you are doing, the seed you are sowing, 
the blessing, the laughter you are putting in somebody's face is going ahead of you and it is forever and ever and sometimes it is not you who is going to reap. Sometimes it is your children. Sometimes it is your children's children and it is your children's children that are, that, that are going to reap that benevolence. Come on, put your hands together. I mean, this year, this year, this year, when, when, when we had a call from, from the school that my daughter had a scholarship from Boston University. Boston University. It's not half scholarship. It's not some part of the money. And he, he chose that school. How am I going to pay that kind of money if I'm to pay the school fees? 90, 89,000 people applied. They chose only 3,100. And my daughter was among the first 100. See? And it's possible because I've been giving. And because I've been giving, my benevolence work affected my daughter. And that same thing will affect her daughter and her children. Come on, shout amen. You need to understand this. If you don't understand this, you sit in church, you cry, you pray, you cry. The only thing you are not doing is you are not diligently applying yourself to this scripture. Look at it. And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will provide and multiply the resources for you for sowing and increase the fruit of your righteousness which manifests itself in active goodness. So yesterday, one of my sons visited me and he brought me a seed. I looked at the money. I said, this, this money here is not the harvest. I said, this is a seed. I said, I need to go and sow this. So I brought the money. I know that the gentleman needs help with this rent. So I took the 2000 out of it. Then I took some for that one, some for that one. Even though, you know, I have a need. I have to pay other people. But that 5000 is not a harvest because it cannot do what I want it to do. So instead, I'm going to use it as what? As a seed. That's it. Give God a clap offering. This Bishop Dominicalote, I approve of this message. Come on, stand and let's give God a clap offering. Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima House, at Shalibutre Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church, living by faith, dominating your world. <laughs> <laughs>